This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. On location, Los Angeles, not a live podcast. In a real proper recording studio. That's why it doesn't sound like we're in my kitchen. Where I usually do this. So you audio feels, files, feels files. You'll be happy. Hey, Natasha Legero's here, everyone. Hi. <laughs> That's not the way you talk. Hi, right? how's it going? There you go. There's that perkiness I've heard so much about. Love what are you it. doing? Um, oh, you know, just having another amazing day in Los Angeles. Don't you want to move here? It's so much better. Don't What's better about relaxed? it? What's better about it? Let's do, let's do the differences. Well, you don't have to live in a shithole apartment for $4,000 a month. Mine is thirty two fifty. Do you have a yard? <laughs> My last place in New York, you had to get, you had to get a, um, you could only get, you could only buy quarts of milk because the um, refrigerator would only open up like six inches, so you could never like take out a full thing of milk. I've never even heard of anyone having that problem. That sounds like a, I don't know if that's a typical New York thing in the sense I've never heard anyone. What do you call someone who brushes their teeth in the dining room? In New York? Yeah. Oh, did you make that up? <laughs> You're already doing a stolen joke? Like Riddles. One? No, I made it up. Did you make that up? Yeah. I like that one. I mean, I just think like you have to you have to live like an animal there. You make good money, though. You could live large. In New York? Yeah. The, the apartments I've seen for my friends that are like four or $5,000 a month do not seem that nice. No? No. But hey, do your thing. Do you uh, ask me how much I pay for auto insurance? <laughs> Oh, nothing, because I don't need to drive. How much you have do I pay good... in parking? Oh, my God, nothing. Wait, you have a good philosophy on um, on rent, too, you told me once. Oh, that. Because people are like, you're just throwing that money away yeah, every yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, you're throwing the money away. Well, I, I do get a place to live. <laughs> in money. exchange yeah. for that money. You rented a car. You're just throwing the money away. No, I, they, I got a car to rent. No, I'm driving something. Cause I, yeah, I, I think Susie Orman says you can rent forever. Suze Ormond. She does? Yeah. My mom's obsessed with her. Really? I hope you, you, has your mom ever been on the uh, Can You Afford It segment? No. That's but my favorite. You thing. really watch her? See, I think Wait, she's I like uh, an obviously rich person telling like poor people not to buy coffees. <laughs> That's what it always feels like to me. Well, the latte factor. Oh, is that what she? Oh, she has a specific. Yeah, like if you can save a dollar fifty-three per day, seven days a week, 30, 30 days a month, you'll end up, you know, you'll end up with like three hundred extra dollars a year. But some of those people on the like, uh, can you afford it? They're like, my take-home pay is eleven $1, hundred dollars a month, and I want to buy a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always. I, know. I have six hundred thousand dollars in debt and a <laughs> dollar in the bank, and I want to do a round-the-world trip, first class. On the Queen Mary? No, I've heard those people. Yeah. I have to say, this doesn't quite have a podcast vibe because there's people taking pictures 
Yeah, we're filming a documentary right now. Oh, it's a documentary. It's my tour documentary. Oh, so this isn't just how the podcast goes. No, no, no. I don't have a... I don't know. Okay, good. That's way too involved for me. This seems very involved. Wait, so you have a documentary, like the Beyonce doc? Yeah, on my crowd work tour. And this is a day off of my crowd work tour. And being a workaholic, not really. People love this crowd work tour. They do? Yeah, I've heard like more than three comedians say how jealous they are that, that you thought of this. They can do it, too. I didn't invent crowd work. But it's such a great gimmick. You wouldn't be mad if three other touring comics were like, I'm going on a crowd work tour. No, because I almost, when I did it, I was like, God, am I, this can't be like completely original idea. But everyone puts their own take on it. It's like a solo acoustic tour. Oh, I see. Oh, I like yeah. that. But if you hear of any other comics doing this, <laughs> tell them I said they're fucking thieves. Have you been on the road? A little. Where'd you go? Um, I was in um, San Francisco. Punchline? Mm, Sketchfest? No, not Sketchfest. What's the other thing called? Yes. It's like a music festival. Outside oh, Lands. Oh, that's good. I that's... saw Paul McCartney. How was that? Living legend. Yeah. When I did it, Stevie Wonder was there. They get some good people. So cool. I saw Willie Nelson. Oh, man. It's just cool to be able to see these people who are like, there's no one else left like That's that. That's a great festival. They have that wooden uh, Spiegel tent thing. Yeah, it was It was great. All that food. Paul McCartney's 72. Yeah. He looks amazing. Apparently, he does. Uh, he has a Thai massage every day. He's a <laughs> vegan. If I had Paul McCartney's money, I would have several time massages every day. But it makes sense that you could jump around a stage if you get a, a massage every day. Yeah. He's like he's just his 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 tissues are just being like, you know. He probably I wonder if he travels with like there's someone like Well, apparently what happened was from what the girls told me who worked at the tent where I was performing is he requested a time massage person and then when the girl got there, she didn't specialize only in time massage, so he sent her away. Oh man. And he also had the furniture removed from the green room because it was made out of leather. Okay. That's a little Morrissey, but... Can't wait to start acting like that. Well, what do you think you would do? Like, if you had... Do you have anything on your contract rider right now? Mm, right now, I just basically get, like, sparkling water and sun chips. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Should I have more? No, I still feel like when I make a contract, sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to touch. So then I just, oh, some water and some vegetable tray. Well, Daniel Tosh told me, because I went on tour with him, and he had nothing backstage. Because you pay for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he told you? Yeah, but we took a private plane to the to the show. See, the money he saves by not having Fruit sun plate. chips, he applies towards a private jet. So you took the private jet. I've done that with, with Louis. It's pretty he sweet. He takes a private jet? Yeah, he does. I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal that. You know, it only I'm, costs 30 grand. Which, <laughs> well, by the way, I know that's a large amount of money, but someone at their level is probably- Does it cost $30,000 for one flight? I think for a round trip. But what if you could just like, if you're if you're already making like $200,000 a show, maybe you I'd can spend... get them to like amp up 20, 000, kick in 20000 for your private jet. I don't think I would do that because I would be like, wow, I'm spending $25,000 more than I have to every night. Times I would Susie Orman it, and I'd go times five. Yeah, but if you're going out, if you have a TV show you're working on all the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. then you're going out all every night, and then I, we were in Minneapolis, and we got to leave like right after the show. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It is pretty nice. Yeah, it is pretty nice. Private jet. You don't want to fly public planes. Come no, on. I'm too big for that. Yeah. A woman threw up on me, like she threw up on herself sitting next to me last time I, fl- I flew. Really? Yeah, like I, it was like a 6 a.m. flight. And I was like, we were. I was sleeping in the window seat and in coach, of course. 
And then all of a sudden, as we went up, I started to smell something, and I looked over at her, and she had vomited all over herself and then fell asleep. Oh, man. <laughs> so I like... <laughs> so I, this has happened to me before, where I was sitting next to this guy from the military, and he like was eating fruit and yogurt, and then as soon as there was turbulence, it just streams of vomit just started coming down. Oh. So, and then the, so that first time it happened, he went into the, he was real fat, and he went into the, um, I was sitting right by the toilet, by, by the toilets. So the flight attendant came and passed out coffee pods for everyone to smell so they don't have to smell his vomit. Oh, really? And then he put his, his clothes in a bag that was open, like a brown paper bag that was open next to us. And I was like, you need to twist that or like, mm. I can smell it. So then when this happened, this, the second time the woman vomited on herself, I told the flight attendant, I was like, because the woman didn't speak English. I was like, could you please explain to her she needs to take off her clothes and she needs to put it in a bag and the bag needs to be twisted and then she needs to get in. Like, I took care of it. Did you write to the airline and complain? Hell no. No? You think you think that works? Yeah. <laughs> you do that? But I only do it like, I do it in the most gentle sort of like I was on a plane. I don't know if I've told this amazing story I'm about to tell. You might want to shut this off because it's going to be boring. No, but the uh, yeah, I was, I've been on a flight where like the the um, electric outlet doesn't work. I didn't I, know there were electric outlets. Yeah, on some flights, and I just wrote. I go, hey, there was no electric outlet. It would have been nice to you know, just very polite, not like expecting anything. Who'd you write to? You write to like the airline, but you then don't. What'd you I get? Want, I got ten thousand miles. Is that good? Yeah, that's like almost half a flight to uh, anywhere, almost. Wow. You know what? I've educated. I'm aware, should we drift into this topic? You did give me. You're my frequent flyer miles success story. Gold. I, I became American Airlines gold. But then platinum, right? And now I'm platinum. But oh then I realized American Airlines sucks. Really? Yeah. Because I have, I have a um, travel agent now, and she's always getting me bumped on like Delta, United. American, you're never bumped. Like uh-huh. if you know you'll get on that waiting list to be get first class and there'll be like twelve people before you. Yeah. And they always pretend like they're gonna put you up, but they don't. Yeah, that's happened to me. They they have that list sometimes that that's they put the first three letters of your last name and then your first initial. Yeah, and you never and I'm get like, picked. Twenty wow, seventh on the waiting list is <laughs> four first class seats. I think this looks good. <laughs> Those twenty three people like die. I'm a very disorganized person, though, or I have become as I get older. Like, I just cannot keep track of things. But I do feel like getting that together was very good. That was good. When you you sent me, you texted me a picture of your platinum card. Or or maybe you emailed it. I don't remember. I was like, wow, I don't even have platinum. It's like when a a boxing, I don't know, a coach. Coach is someone who does the sport better than they do. My friend used to call you Air Miles. Really? (laughs) Because you just always know about air miles. <laughs> Who's your friend who called me air miles? <laughs> Duncan. Duncan? Wow. <laughs> I'm going to call him silly hats. It's, it's a compliment. You just always know no, who, about shit. <laughs> who wouldn't want the nickname air miles? <laughs> All I've accomplished in my life. Hey, how's air miles doing? <laughs> you have a podcast about air miles. I know. It's not about air miles. It's just always What's it about? Gone. It's about travel and shooting the shit, about comedy. Would you consider yourself a generous person? What are you setting me up for? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious. Because <laughs> I feel like I just am too generous with my money, so I don't care enough about getting deals. But I should. Um, you, uh, I'm, I, I donate to charity. You do? Yeah. That's good. Then I try to get off their mailing list. 
I have this thing. I have an app on my phone called Paper Karma. Have you heard about that? Uh-uh. It's where you take a picture of junk mail and they unsubscribe you from like actual paper mail. Oh, and cool. And mine, it's all, it's like 300 charities that I've just like. You've donated to 300 charities? I don't know if it's 300, but well, you, you know, you donate to one and then they send your, sell your name. I only donate to charities that I make fun of on national television. <laughs> really? And then I, well, that happened to me with epilepsy. Like I had all these people like, just like in an outroar or an outrage, uproar. Uproar. <laughs> an uprage. <laughs> they were, because I made fun of like epilepsy. I didn't even make fun of epilepsy, but I mentioned it on The Tonight Show and people got so mad. So I just donated money to the Epilepsy Foundation. Did you go public? I didn't know what to do. It was like getting, I was getting death threats. Really? They were like, epilepsy is a serious disorder. People were so mad. Do you remember the specific thing you said on tonight? I just said something about like I, I take I, I have a I have a service dog vest for my dog because I like to eat inside when I go to restaurants. And then I said um, something about I think I said something about Snooky or something like that. She she hadn't I don't even remember actually, but something about like. Epilepsy. Oh, oh, I had the service dog vest on and Snooky came up to me. And this was true at Chelsea Elite. She's like, why is that dog got that vest on it? And I was like, because I like to eat inside when I go to restaurants. She's like, oh, what did she say? Oh, no, I said, because he has, because I have epilepsy. And I swear to God, it's true. She goes, what's that? Oh, man. What's epilepsy? And then I was like, you know, when you've had too many vodkas and you start convulsing in the hot tub or something like that. And then everyone got really mad. I'm not really doing that, that, I mean, that, that story just. That doesn't sound particularly harsh. <laughs> that doesn't sound so harsh. No, but there's a lot of people, especially the kind of people who watch The Tonight Show, and they just like, people just don't, they just look for things to be offended by. Right. No, I've had people be offended by things where you explain to them how you just, you completely misinterpreted that. And they just, they never cave. They always, I know. They always, you can just lay it out. No, you actually, what you said is the opposite is true. Where you say something ironically and they think you're serious, and then you explain it to them, and they're just they just they are too into being offended. You know what's weird though now is like everybody wants to be funny. Yeah. You think that was the case like 20 years ago? Was everybody trying to be funny? Well, I mean, now with Twitter, everyone can just chime in. Right. I guess I don't know what those people did before. It's like the internet's giving people who are, like should like are almost illiterate a voice. I know. It's a it's a, it's a new problem. You read comments? Yeah, sometimes. Except I started getting these Google alerts. <laughs> you just started. I doing never that? did that before. Oh my God. And I told this girl who was helping me do stuff. I said, "Get the Google alerts just so I can see them." But then she signed me up for them, so I've been seeing them. And it'll be like someone will say something really complimentary, like after I did the roast, it would be like a good article, and then just like ten comments because you can comment on all these articles. So even if an article's good, it's just comments saying how disgusting you are. Yeah, it's pretty brutal out there. Yeah. I well, mean, do you read all? You must read all of I it. I stop. I bet you get sensitive towards it. Well, I, I, I think every, everyone I know. But I just feel like if people aren't saying bad stuff about you, that's probably not a good sign. No, I, I know that deep down, everyone, there's no one who doesn't have someone saying bad stuff about them. And it just means that you're a, you're a public figure on some level. Right. You're a superstar. I mean, yeah. Sure. But it does, you know, I don't want to read a bunch of fucking shitheads. What's on. the worst, what's the most common bad thing people say about you? Too funny, their sides hurt too much. 
They're like, I can't go to his shows. It's just, I, they're painful only because my sides hurt so much from laughing. Did you like the way I deflected that question? Yeah. Um, I don't know what they say about me. Just, you know, he sucks or something. He sucks, yeah. I mean, there are so many ways to say it. Yeah. Sometimes he sucks. That's all it takes. So. I know. Do you? <laughs> I'm sorry. It sucks. Are you one of those people who did that? Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny if you were like some sh- shitty commenter. Who like, you're like half the AV club comments were your account. Why is everyone so mean? I know. Speaking of mean, you were just on the roast. Oh, that's true. But you're supposed to be mean on I the know roast. That. I know that. I was just segwaying. Supposed to be slightly racist. Right? Yeah. Would you be racist on a roast? I probably wouldn't be. I would probably not. But just because I wouldn't want the repercussions of, of, you know. How about them laughs, though? I do. America loves racist jokes. I do want those racist style laughs, though. Which, (laughs) there is a certain kind of laugh from, like, something that's wrong. Well, yeah. It's a a different sound the crowd makes. Yeah, it's delightful. Fun, huh? So did you enjoy doing that roast? Uh, I cannot say I enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy it, really? Well, I mean, I'm enjoying, like, people liking it, but it was definitely nerve-wracking. And it was, like, me and, like, Nick Kroll and Aziz and Sarah and Jeff, and we would all be going up every night in the same places. So, like, Aziz would hear that, he's like, I wasn't even going to make fun of you. And then he'd hear all the jokes I was making about him. So then, like, next night we'd go up, because there's not that many places to go up, and somehow we were all at the same shows. Uh We were all doing two or three spots a night. So then Aziz would start, like, writing all these mean jokes about me so I'd have to sit there and watch. I mean, I guess I didn't have to sit there and watch it, but I just kind of wanted yeah, to know Yeah, that's a little weird. Saying. I didn't know So that, everyone, uh, like, saw each other, you know? It's kind of hard to test then, out roast jokes. I, I know. And then I, I remember getting off at Meltdown, like, totally making fun of Nick Kroll and, like, how ugly he <laughs> I don't even think he's ugly, but I just had <laughs> jokes about his face. Like, and then he was, like, a backstage. Like, he's like, good job. You know, as I came off, he was, like, waiting to go on. Was Franco cool? I know everyone's asked you this, but... No one's I've asked never me that. Asked. Really? And he... He didn't introduce himself to me. I had never met him before. And then, like, after, like, the third commercial break, I went up to him because I was about to go on. I was like, hi, I'm Natasha. Because <laughs> I felt like I should at least, like, yeah. meet him. Right. Because that's something I've noticed, too. Like, it's if you're on a panel show with someone, it's kind of nice to meet them first if you're going to be kind of mean. Did you, um, so did he hang out after? No. No, he just bolted? Well, he said he had an early flight. I don't know. He had, like... He was kind of like holding court by his dressing room. Like he just kind of put outside, he put like this like black hat on and sat down on a chair and there was like some girls hanging around him and he was just like, hey, I got to get up early. He was there an after party? Like a real character. Yeah, there was an after party. And he okay. didn't go to it? No. Did any of the people go to it? I think me and Nick Kroll were the only <laughs> That's when you know you're a superstar when you don't even go to your own after party. Like network spends know. like half a million dollars for a party and you're like. He had never seen a roast. I'd heard that. He had no idea he what goes, a roast was. He goes, um, at the end, he's like, I didn't know you guys were going to be making fun of each other. He just thought everyone was going to be making fun of him the entire time. Was and he disappointed? I think that I think relieved. he was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's hard to make fun of, you know? I mean, I think Aziz, really? Aziz had the best take on it because everyone just kept calling him gay. And so Aziz is like, I guess now if you like take a shower and read a couple books, you're, you're gay now. You know, and it is kind of like obnoxious just because he's like. Yeah. Oh, he defended him on a roast? Well, I think he was more roasting everyone else for making fun of him. Right, right. Because everyone was just like saying that, you know, he wants to eat dicks. Did they give you a gift bag 
when you did it? I did get a present. And you know what they did? They said, what do you want? Do you like Do you like candy? Do you like champagne? I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I like cars, man. I, I mean, it was like, what do you want? What do you like in the $300 range? That's a weird way to get someone a gift. <laughs> what would you uh, do? Uh, I definitely, if it was like a network, I would definitely come up with something that was like two ninety nine ninety nine. But what would it be? <laughs> I, would, I would look. I would two do a search. Two months of a cable bill. I would do a search online just by price. <laughs> like, Three hundred. I don't want it. I don't. Yeah, you know, it's a tea set. I don't want it. But yeah, that's what I want. Silver, whatever. You want to know what I got? Yeah, what'd you get? Really expensive candles. Candles? Well, because they're like these candles I like, but they're seventy dollars each. I think I got three candles. I impulsively bought a twenty-seven dollar candle. That's not very much for candles. It, it is when you realize what a candle does, which just doesn't do a whole lot. What are they? Are they what's so good about these seventy-dollar candles? I don't know. They're just they're just I don't know. They just they're expensive. So, so how many? So I like seventy dollars for. I think I got like four or five candles. You should, I'd be like, is that three hundred plus tax? Or that's weird that they they didn't just come up with a gift bag and. Maybe they thought this was more personal. Yeah. I think that's great. You get When you did the roast, did you get a gift bag? I did get a gift you bag. You were so good. I know, and they've never asked me to do another one. I, I'm kind of surprised. I know. Actually, you would have been good on this one. I was. This is one where I was like, God, I would have killed to just- Who would you have liked to make fun of the most? I would have gone after Aziz a little bit. Would you have been scared? Of Aziz? What is he going to do? I mean, I don't know. Well, I had the-, the... Send Jay-Z's bodyguards after me? <laughs> The joke they cut, my it was my favorite joke about Aziz, that I, or my favorite joke on the set, and they cut it, and I said, it was very mean, though. What was it? I said, um, Aziz wishes he was black. So do we, wearing a hoodie and walking around Florida. Oh. <laughs> you may have regretted that one. And maybe it's for the best they cut it. Yeah, I mean, as far as- But like, I thought it was like the best roast joke. Emails. Yeah, as for, for I mean, anything goes roast joke. I mean, it is pretty, like, heavy. Yeah, that month. But that, it's kind of making fun of Florida. That would have been a tough sell. I think. You think? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think there would have been some. Well, I that's think, the thing. You're supposed to be mean. I know, but that, there is that thing where you're supposed to be mean, but then you're like, I don't really want to be that mean. Did you see Sarah talk on um, Kumal Bell? No. You should watch it because she talks about how it hurt her feelings. Oh, that she. I think she did tell me that. Yeah. So she. They interviewed her, and it was real good. Oh, she was pretty straight up about that? Yeah, because apparently, well, you sh- I, sh- I don't want to repeat the whole thing. You just have to watch it. Will you repeat it? Because that would kill a lot of time. In the- oh. Do we have a lot of time? <laughs> have we only been talking for 23 minutes? That's all right. Like Probably like 22, but it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. People are driving, listening, relaxing. What's your favorite podcast? I don't I don't listen to any podcast. Podcasts are for starring in, aren't they? Yeah, that's I'm really interesting because I do a podcast, really, really, really popular, but I don't fucking listen to it. You don't uh, listen to I've Mark listened, Maron's? I've listened to Maron's a few times. His is pretty great. I should listen to some others. What do, what do you listen to? Let's let's plug other podcasts. I mean, honestly, and people make fun of me, but I think Mark Maron's is the only one I listen Just because I personally love interview style. I love interviews, and I love interviews with people I like. Now, you you had a podcast, right? I had a podcast with Duncan, who called you Air Miles. Yeah, Duncan. <laughs> you and Silly Hat had a podcast. Silly Hat. I don't think that's kind of it. We actually had one of the first podcasts. I swear to God, we had Chris Hardwick was our first guest, and he came over, and after the podcast, he's like, so what is this? Like, you're just like recording yourself? Yeah, meanwhile, he'd rented office space. <laughs> no, I mean, he did it the next the next week. 
I reminded him of this too when I went and did his podcast. That um that he got the idea from us. I did his podcast and man, people hated me on it. Why? I don't know. He just set up it was at some festival and he just set up a mic in his hotel room. And I don't know. I think people I don't know what they they're like. That's weird. I mean, some people complain. I don't think. I thought he was a pretty good interviewer. Yeah, he did a good job. Because he was asking me like all these questions from like I started discovering things about myself I had forgotten. Really? Totally different interview style than what you're doing. I'm going (laughs) to. Sounds like he made you cry. (laughs) No, I actually didn't think it was funny or anything. It was just like kind of personal. And then I remember getting a lot of positive feedback. Really? Well, yeah, that's going to pale in comparison. (laughs) To the onslaught of power. How many, how many downloads do you get on this? I don't know. Uh, 8,000? Around seven to 10,000, I think. Interesting. See, I just guessed that. Is that good? I think that's pretty good for a new podcast. <laughs> wow, that was, <laughs> that was the most charged. Well, it's about hey, consistency. It was nice, not so nice amount of money. That's eight. By the way, I think I'm the only comedian that doesn't have a podcast. Yeah, why don't you have one? You have a, Well, because I had one with Duncan. Yeah. Took up a lot of fucking time. I know. And he was just constantly asking me if we could record. And it was just, and it was always like, when I first started doing podcasts, I thought I had to um, cook dinner for people. So everyone that came over, I'd like make them a lasagna and make this whole evening wow. out of it. And then we'd, we'd do the podcast and then we'd eat the lasagna. It was like very involved. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Unless no. that's really part of the I podcast. mean, it was kind of fun. It's I liked nice, having but... like a dinner party. And then sometimes we would eat and talk and then people would complain. But I think we're going to maybe put those out as like a vintage release. I mean, we did it for like two years, but it wasn't consistent. You got to be consistent. Oh, you didn't spit them out every week? I mean, not really. I'd say like they were fortnightly. Fortnightly? Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. You really did have the first podcast. (laughs) I don't know if it was the it it definitely wasn't the first one, but it was like six years ago. (laughs) So like six-tenths of a fortnight. Oh, wait, that's a But decade. now I feel like it's too late to do one. Well, I was going to do a podcast for my hot tub. Yeah. And then I was like, this is too funny. I think I need to videotape it. So now yeah, it's yeah. a talk show. I mean, it's kind of funny, the idea that you have no conception of whether you're really in the hot tub, but you are. Right. But, but that's I was a like, visual it's show. too visual. That's yeah, a visual like, show. Yeah. So then I, um, I have this, uh, my talk show, Tubbin' with Tosh, is coming out <laughs> October 2nd on the YouTube channel. You should call it Tosh Tub.0. Tub.0. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Tosh Tub.0? Oh. <laughs> Just a takeoff on Tosh 2.0. Oh, I get it. You didn't like that one. I like Tubbin' with Tosh. No, no, I, I don't. That wasn't, it was a joke. Would you be on my, on my... Yeah, what do uh, you own a hot tub? I own it, yeah. Is it clean? Yeah, except I will say Eric Andre did get naked and urinate on me in it <laughs> while I was interviewing. Are you serious? But we got the water taken off and redone. He urinated on you? Well, he peed in the hot tub. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> he's crazy. Is he crazy? I mean, he's not crazy. He's just like... Rude, rude. No, it's not even rude. It's just like... You know, like some people are just insane. Yeah. Would you get naked on camera? I wouldn't get naked, and I definitely wouldn't pee in your, <laughs> on you in your hot tub. I'm one of I those... can't say he peed on me. He peed in front of my face. I'm one of those respect people. <laughs> Like I, if I do someone's, Eric's just like no boundaries. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but it was funny. I have to say, it was funny. So, how did he? He just said I have to pee, and he started. Peeing. Well, we ended up like because I. Have and a, you were in the water. I was in the water having a love scene with my spa boy, 
played by Moshe Kasher. Uh-huh. And so we were having it. But then Eric was standing up, so his penis was, like, right in front of our faces. And so then we had this love scene, and as we kissed, I heard this sound because Eric was standing up. Yeah. And I heard this sound, and I looked over, and he was just peeing. <laughs> now, were you, were you angry? I mean, honestly, I just started laughing. Cause really? Because it, it was so oh. crazy. I would have been... You would have been pissed? Yeah, if you started peeing in your You would have right been now, pissed if he was naked, though. You, I mean, I, I liked that he was naked. No, I, I don't. That, like, if you just told me he was naked in a hot tub, I'd be, all right, that's a hot tub, but... He, he did pee. All right, well... But I got the water changed. That answers my question, is it clean, and now I can't do your podcast. No, it's new water. There's it's no the, trace of that water. Is it water. a new hot tub? I need a new hot tub. It's not a new hot tub, but I did have the man who comes every week to to clean it and check the pH balance, re, um, redo all the water, did, um, and scrub the sides. So when you have a hot tub, you have to have someone once a week? No, well, you're supposed to do it yourself, but it's too complicated. What you have to, sp- like, check pH balances. Yeah. What's it, like, little lit, little test strips? Well, I've just found, like, recently since the internet and all of that, you know, like, I feel like I can barely read anymore. Yeah. Like, emails, I'll I'll just scan like, so, like, an intense thing of directions, I, I can't get through yeah, it. Yeah, I can't either. We have the same birthday. We might be similar Oh, that's in true. Ways. We do have the same birthday, Natasha and I. Same year, too. Same year, too. Get that out there. Same year. <laughs> same year. Same, same. Wait, Todd, do you have a problem with that, too? Like, sometimes I think maybe I need to get on Apple. Yeah, like, there's, like, I bought a... A, bl- a blood pressure machine, which is like the simplest Check thing. Check your blood pressure. Yeah, like it's one that you attach to your wrist. And I bought it like two months ago, and I just haven't even like put the batteries in. And It's so hard. Why is it so hard? I think as you get older. You just have no patience? Yeah, it's like, like younger people can learn languages quicker because they're more open to learning, I think. I feel like it's from just all the distraction. And also, yeah, we're now even like long tweets are like, I'm not watching your Vine video. I know. I'm clicking on your Vine link. But those it's, also, those it's, are and terrible. It's only, you think they're terrible? Well, most chances are you're not going to be like, wow, I'm glad I watched that Vine video. It's only getting worse, though. I feel like right now everything has, everything seems super important. Like everything has an exclamation point. You know, like you don't know what email to, like you need to return emails right away. And I as exclam- I'm driving, I have my emails coming in. Like You're like, being his ex- exclamation, exclamation points. Huh? Oh, I do. I do it too many exclamation No, no, I just remember that about you, like sending texts. You're always... It's good. You. I think I maybe just to you. You're always so excited to hear from me. That's just the dynamic we have. Yeah, we have an exclamatory dynamic. Yeah, it's like kind of like false funny energy. Yeah. It's good. No. No, it is. Let's do a dual hot tub thing. You want to get in my hot tub? I want to just as long as we, uh, you know, no, no rebooking for Eric Andre. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. Well, that's good that you were easygoing. Then maybe he had a good impulse then. But I was trying to think of who are the comedians that would get naked. And there's maybe like three of them. Do you get naked? I would, but I would want it to be covered up. I mean, I definitely get. <laughs> I definitely like to swim naked and hot tub naked. Uh huh. But on camera, I mean, I would if we like covered it up, like you know, pixelated it. Yeah. I I feel like as I get older, I have less shame about like, because I'm from the Midwest, so I was very like prudish. I'd say like the first. 20 years of my life. So where's your hot tub? Outside? Yeah, it's outside, Todd. All right. Hot, that's... Mine's inside. That's what I'm... You have at. an indoor hot tub? Oh, I have a fucking... Right in your, right in your dining I room? Was, in, I stayed in... at a hotel in that had a hot tub in it, and I actually bought some Ajax, like something like... And you scrubbed it. I know. That's the thing. I did buy it. And then it's like I left the hotel after a week, and there's like... 
Well, he left behind an unopened bottle of Ajax. But, yeah, I was planning, like, I was just too lazy. Like, I'm not going to scrub this whole fucking tub. I'll just not use a hot tub that I could totally enjoy. How about those apartments in New York that just have, like, this big old bathtub in the living room? I know. What is that? In the li- oh, you're talking about, oh, like a like, small apartment. Like, you see it in the East Village. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. someone just, just, like, this strange bathtub with a piece of wood over it. Like, were people just, like, bathing in the main room? I knew a dude who showered in his sink. Yeah, it's weird, like industrial sink. Really? Yeah, it's like, yeah, look what I rigged up here. Nice work. Wow. Animals. Told you. You don't like New York? I am just over it. I feel like I put in my time. Let's see you got a gig there, like a TV show. I mean, that might be okay if they, like, put me up on Central Park or something in the Dakota. (laughs) There's always a lot of vacancies in the Dakota. (laughs) Is there not? Would it be really hard to get? I'm guessing that it's like, I feel like you move into the Dakota, you don't like bolt after six months. One time I, someone invited me, it was Carly Simon's son. I think she has a son named Ben Simon. Or Harper Simon? I don't yeah. remember, but it was, yeah, one, some, oh, so it was Paul Simon and Carly. Yeah, no, think, not Paul Simon. Who'd she have sex? Oh. um, James Taylor. Yeah. It was the, their son invited us, me and a group of people, over to his mom's pet pet terre Is that what you say? I think so, yeah. I don't know. So it was in, like, on Central Park, and it was just on the first floor, and it was just a room, but it was, like, the most beautiful room. It was your crash pad, like what you did Yeah, yeah. That looked cool. I would stay in the Upper East Side by the (laughs) park. So if there are any networks out there, you can... (laughs) You have access to Carly Simon's pied de terre. Well, I'm just saying you can live civilized in New York. It just takes like, but then who wants to live on the Upper East Side? So you've always been in Manhattan. Yeah. Not going to do the move, huh? To Brooklyn. I felt like, yeah, because when I was just in New York last, I felt like the East Village, because I used to live there, really is like emptied out. It's all. Kind of depressing. It's, I don't, yeah, you never meet almost anyone who says, oh, I'm moving into Manhattan. They're all, everyone's moving out of Manhattan. Just me. Me and Jim Gaffigan holding it down. Where does he live? Give me his address. <laughs> he told me to give out his address anytime. I, I don't even know his address. But he by lives, the way, he lives sort of near me. Speaking of speaking of inappropriate giving things out. Uh huh. I went to a hypnotist. Yeah. And his son called me. To ask he, you out. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, I saw you on the roast. I'd like to talk to you. Please call me back. That's creepy. That's fucked up, right? So that means the the hypnotist gave gave him my number, and I don't know if I should call the guy, like, because hypnotism seems so weird. Like, can he reverse the effects? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think there's anything he's gonna do over the phone. That's gonna make my... like he's kind of a witch or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm afraid to say something. That's, but that's... so unbelievably unprofessional. And just, I know. Like, what is he thinking? That's what I want to know because I feel like if he would have even called me and asked me if he could give out my number, I'd be really pissed. I also don't even think he, he didn't should, even ask. He shouldn't even say that's my client or patient right. or whatever you call them. That there should be a disclosure. Yeah, what, non-disclosure. Maybe in hypnot- maybe in the world of hypnotism, it's not quite that. Uh, the world. Of hypnot- I don't know the hypnot- the hypnotist. <laughs> the corporate. Work. The world of corporate. I don't know hypnot- what the, hip- the hypnotist Hippocratic oath is, but or, is that, that's pretty fucked up, though, right? That's horrible. Yeah, that's like. Uh, there was a guy. There was a thing once where a guy asked out a nine one one operator. They had a recording. Really? Yeah, had like, he seen her before? I don't know, but I think he was just talking to her, and then he hey, won't go out sometime. You could probably YouTube it. I get so many like serious requests from guys who send me their picture and want to take me out for coffee. 
like who live in like Kansas. Yeah. That's not going to happen. You're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. If you're not going to New York, you're not going to well, Kansas. Because people are either like, you know, like really like disgusting. Like I'm going to pound your pussy or whatever yeah. they say. Or they're like really polite. Tell me about themselves. And then. Send At least that picture. guy is taking a stab in the dark. Like. Whatever way he's talking. No, I know, I know, I know. The hypnotist thing is a right, right. You should call that guy up and just. Should I say something? Yeah, just be like, that's inappropriate. So did you answer the phone? No, it was a message. And he's like, I want to from Gardenia, Dina, Dina. That's his son name. No, it was like I was like I didn't pick it up. Yeah. You ever pick up just cold cold calls? I I get like four phone calls every six months. I don't. You don't get phone calls. I get I get some phone calls. I got a I got you a few phased today. Out the phone now call. I got like three or four today actually. But I'm in LA, so there's a lot of business going on. Hello. For your big for your big crowd work crowd show. work tour documentary also. Do you um back to this hit? Yeah, I think you could call up and just ream that guy. What I mean, do I get though? How much money did you give him? Why did you go to a hypnotist? Am I allowed to ask you that? I was hoping you wouldn't get to that question. I won't. You don't have to answer. <laughs> you don't have to answer. Because that's the most obvious question. I know. Because I live. I've lived in L.A. too long. And you thought you were supposed to go to one? No, but you know, people tell you about things. You're like, oh, I want to try that. And how was it for you? Aside from the, I don't think it. I mean, the effects seemed to work for what I wanted to go for, but I definitely didn't feel like I was going under. Right. Because they talk to you for 40 minutes, and then then all of a sudden they, they, they do this thing for 10 minutes. But there's I just cannot understand anyone's constitution where they would really be out of it. Are you Were you referred to, this person? Yes, by many, many comedians. And did you tell them all? Not yet. I would I'm hoping them. that's what this podcast is. Yeah, I would, I, yeah, I would tell everyone. That's, that's So what did the guy's phone message say? Oh, we should play it. Really? Well, but it'll say his name. Can you beep out the yeah, name? Yeah, we can beep out his name, Well, right? no, I mean, it just said, it just basically said, I'm his son, and I'd like to talk to you, and you did a great job on the roast. Please give me a call. It's also, that's so weird to say, I'd like to talk to you. Like, it could be like, uh, he could be a guy who wants to get into comedy. He he seemed like he was in his mid-40s. Yeah, well, it does. But yeah, maybe he wants to get into comedy. Well, that's even worse. Yeah. I'd rather no, have him want to, like, yeah, in any case, you shouldn't get pound out. my pussy. Yeah. I just like to be vulgar because I know it makes you uncomfortable. No, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I didn't know you were that vulgar. <laughs> I'm not. I like that. If I, You should call him back and go. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, pounding your pussy. <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad was nice enough to give me your number. That is so insane. Yeah, you should at least get all your money back and then report the guy to the American. I mean, I think I might give him a call and tell him that's an inappropriate yeah, thing I think do. I Made me feel uncomfortable. I think that, yeah, I think that's really very exciting. Even just giving out your number. You don't just give out someone's phone number. I feel like all my therapists tell me about other clients. Really? Like all the time, like all the different therapists I've gone But they to. don't tell you like, they'll just go, I had this guy who. Sometimes, but sometimes they tell you things that are inappropriate. Really? Yeah. I, I had one that was kind of, uh, would tell me about his daughter and stuff. and like. Well, I think sometimes it's okay to use your own experiences. Do you have a therapist? I do. Does it help? Yeah, I have a new one. She's very good. Yes, she. Would you ever have her on your podcast? No, no. That's weird. For a second, I thought of that. <laughs> but then it's like, that's just too, that's, I mean, it's too personal. What's a Todd Berry fan like? I'm looking at her right now. I am a fan. I know you I are. feel like you're most comics, like, when you're, most, most good comics, you're one of their top favorite comedians. Really? Yeah. You don't, don't think that? I don't know that. 
I don't know about that. How do you get inspired, Todd? How do you keep doing it? <laughs> I don't. Are you are you losing your edge? Your well, I'm fire? losing my I, like. I'll I'll think of something funny and then I'll just tweet it and then I never want to see it again. Right. Instead of like before, I would like think of something and develop it and think of other angles. Are you working on a lot of stand-up material? Or are you? I'm trying to, but Hard. I f- I feel like I think like a lot of the targets have changed for me. You know, like I used to hate, I used to like hate having to like be a part of certain things. Like I would hate having to like go to Rite Aid and deal with waiting in line and like the stupid people. And, but now I'm like, all these people are just underpaid and it's the corporations that are bad. It's not these people. I don't know. So it's like. You've become more sense, empathetic. Yes. Empathetic. And so it's, it's hard for me. To like, I feel like I don't want to target the same things I was targeting. Well, I think I don't think you ever did it in a bullying way, though. And also, you did it in sort of you know you had a that kind of character you do. Everybody says that. <laughs> not, or what I think is a character, but is actually the real you. No, I think on stage, I like to think of it like uh, you know you're I, I'm my evil twin on stage. Yeah, you're like the entitled evil twin. So or I mean, all that stuff like makes an, sense. Yeah, it's just like a. An exaggerated version of you yeah. on stage, right? I mean, that's not exactly who you are on stage. No, I don't think it comes across as like you really like hate people who work at Rite Aid. No, but I'm just saying for me to, you know, to get inspired and, you know, you got to feel that thing you want to talk about. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. I don't know. No, I have the same problem. So what do you do? I just keep plugging away. I do a crowd work tour is what I do. That's good. <laughs> you know what I was thinking might help me is um, go to Disneyland. I hate it there so much. You think it'll inspire? Like go to like with a pad. Start to go places that I can't stand. Because I feel like I'm the kind of comedian. Unfortunately, I get inspired by like when I'm in a terrible situation. Really? See, I've I've never. I get if something's really upsetting me, and sometimes that happens. I uh, I can't. I'm not. I wish I could be like. Oh yeah, you get serious about stuff. Yeah, I get like all I want to do is just call people and talk about it. I don't want to. Oh, right. You want to, you'll write a letter to the airline. Well, no, I'm not talking about that. No, I didn't. That wasn't me really being mad. That was me going, I bet if I said the truthful thing. Or Eric Andre pissing in your hot tub. You'd be mad. I would be mad about that. I'm sure I'd forgive him after he bought me a new hot tub (laughs) with his adult (laughs) swim money. After he bought and installed a new hot tub for me. But it's just pee. So you, you once you went on a writing retreat once. I was really impressed. I've been on this. so many writing retreats. I know you went to. I've read of, every book about writing that there is. Because I know you went to like you went to Newport, Rhode Island, right? Oh well, that's interesting because I went there, and that actually is an example of not hating my surroundings. I was just a lot, another thing that inspires me is um, I know you didn't ask, but why not no, tell you? Tell me anything. Um, another thing that inspires me. I feel like this has happened to me twice now, where I read a book about a certain place. And that inspires me to go there. And then I go there. Like I read I read Movable Feast by Hemingway. And then I read this book uh, um, from his wife's point of view. I forget the name of it. What was it called? Uh, something Wife. It was called What's Up, Bernie. <laughs> but it was so, it, was, it, it just really inspired me. And then I went to Paris. And then I got really inspired there. And then ended up writing a movie with Tom Lennon about the whole experience. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. And then I read this book called... Gilded about the Gilded Age in Newport, Rhode Island, and I got so inspired, I went there by myself. Yeah, I remember. And I spent five days there, and I got so I went on all these house tours, 
and I got so inspired, and I wrote this show that me and Ricky just, me and Ricky Lindholm just sold to Comedy Central. Oh, nice. So I feel like that is another way to get So inspired. these things were successful, writing trips. Yeah. Have you done any other alone ones? I've thought of doing that myself. But I think it's like, I, haven't done I, th- it. I think it's like, be specific about it. You know, like yeah, maybe like, like the book inspired you to go to Newport, right? Because I was reading about all these crazy places and these people, and then when I went to Newport, I was able to like walk around and listen to the the house museum tours and find out about all these people I already had written about or read about. You know, so it was like it was kind of like a capping off this study session. So we, when you were in Newport, you'd go on house tour, get a coffee. Did you? How often did you sit there actually writing something? I would say none. So it was just- oh, no, no, that's not true. Well, I was staying in this really beautiful place, and I would take a bike. Newport was just, like, gorgeous. So I would t- ride my bike to the to the mansions and then lock it up, and then I had, like, a pass for three days to go on, you know, any of the tours. Then I'd get my headphones, and then I'd just walk around the rooms and hear these stories about these insane rich people. Like, these people were so crazy. Like, there was, like, this place called Rejects Beach where the servants would go. Like, it was a very, like, uh, you know— um, What's it called when you... Segregated. Segregated, yeah. And, uh, like, there was this story about this one woman who would, like, move her mansion. You know, she kept moving it further away from the ocean because the the humidity was bad for her hairstyle. Like, these people were, like, crazy rich people. Like, they I think people... had so much money because it was before income tax. And they would have, like, 30 servants in their house. Like, they, the reason why these are all house tours now is because no one can afford, even if the richest person in America... Yeah, they'd be like America, $100, million, $100 million houses or something. Well, you, they can't afford to staff it because people don't even want to staff... People don't do those jobs anymore. It seems... Yeah. You don't, oh, don't you, you can't get like 30 people to come like be... It seems like a nightmare. Like I would... When I see like... When I've been to like Palm Beach, have you been to Palm Beach? No. But they have... Well, you've been to Beverly Hills, so you know what I'm talking Just And what you saw in New... Just gigantic houses. It just looks lonely. Doesn't but look it's like not a- lonely because your whole family lives with you, your extended family, the husbands, the children, your staff. Oh, that's worse than being you, lonely. And there was no hotel. <laughs> I mean, there, eight, 900 people live with you. <laughs> there were no hotels then either, so whenever someone would come into town, oh, they would yeah. just stay at your house. Yeah, so I guess if you have You like kind of a- had more of like a, you know, it's like Downton Abbey. There was always like action. But you should go on a writing retreat. Where should I go? What are you interested in? The Gilded Age. <laughs> I you, should go on the same writing. Oh, <laughs> you should go to Newport, though. You I've been to Newport a few times. Go. It's so I mean, beautiful. I've been to Newport a few times. Did you spend the night? Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of shows in Newport, weirdly. Oh, I love that. There place. used to be a comedy club in Newport. Really? And the guy who opened for me had like all, he was like, he had all Newport, Rhode Island jokes. Really? And I was like, wow, it's, I, there's not going to be any clashing of material here. Well, you know, at the turn of the century, 90% of the wealth in America was all in Newport. Doesn't Taylor Swift live near there now? I mean, probably. I would if I was her. She lives in Rhode Island. But yeah, you just kind of got to get inspired, I guess. Are you going to go on another one? I think I might go to Disneyland this time. Oh, you're really going to do it? Maybe I'll take a bus to Disneyland, and I think I would definitely come back with some material. (laughs) Yeah, just find, like, the worst way to go and just... Sometimes I used to do that when I started comedy. I would take a bus across town. Really? And just jot stuff down. How far? Because I, I've, I, I get so incensed by things that I think aren't like, if things aren't, you know, being taken care of in the way that I think. Because I always kind of tried to act rich even when I was really poor. Right. So I But felt that's like, funny when you acted rich. Though. Right. But now, like, I feel like I was much funnier when I had like $10 in my account. Oh. How much do you have now? Now I 
not that much more. I'm terrible with money. You have a hot tub and maintenance of hot tub. That's, that's true. That's got to be 300000 a year. I have three dogs. Three dogs? I have two maids. No. Live-in. I have a Russian live-in. <laughs> I want to get one of those. You want a live-in maid? I don't. Have, I Russian? do not have a live-in maid. I know you don't. But my friend was telling me that you can get them for $400 a month. And you just have to let them. They, they You're talking about this. It's called a live-in. Uh-huh. And you feed them and give them free. They live with you. And you. she's like saying you only give Her sister gives it four hundred. Gives the person $400 a month. Well, her sister. Takes care of the kids. I could. Could you in good conscience give someone $400 just in, for? Maybe it's 800 I don't know. But it did not seem like a lot. And no, I would not want someone living in my house. I wouldn't. I'd feel bad. Thank you for constantly cleaning my house. That's Here's a hundred dollars for this week. Yeah. I know. Things used to be, things used to be different. Now we have to like. I, it's so. Don't you find it hard to like clean up after yourself? Yeah, I'm the. I. I ha, no. I have someone who cleans every day though. No, 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 no. I'm bad. Like I haven't been I'm able to in, cook in my kitchen for four days because it's just a mess. I'm better in hotel rooms. Like I'll be real conscious about. Oh, you know, because it, it starts out so clean. You're like, I want to keep this clean. But I still wreck a hotel room. Like, oh, I love using all those towels. Yeah. You and I both really like ho- nice hotels. Yeah. Let's, what are your favorite hotels? My favorite hotel is like the Post Ranch Inn. Where's that? Newport? No. That's in Big Sur. I've heard this Big Sur place is great. It's pretty amazing. Should I go there? Yeah. Do that. I'm going to go there with just a moleskin notebook. I mean, well, the Henry Miller Library is there. I mean, there is some writing history there, but it's mostly like luxurious and beautiful redwoods and the sea. I don't know if you're interested in that sounds pretty. the mountains and the I'm forest and the sea all can... All in one little package. Pretty great. I saw you on The Tonight Show. Which part? Oh, the what are, where I roasted Jay? Yeah, that was good. You're well, really good them. on the panel. You're like a good guest. Oh, thank you. I asked them, I said, uh, can I make fun of Jay? Can I roast him since I'm promoting the roast? And they're like, oh, yeah, he'll love it. And I was like, okay, well, run these jokes by him. So then they came back, and there was only one joke they wouldn't let me use. And we're going to hear that now. <laughs> no, they said they don't want you making fun of his monologue. Really? <laughs> they said that really hurts Jay's feelings because he loves his monologues. Because I said... I, the joke I submitted, I said, um, Jay, your monologue's so boring, you should be called Jay-Z, but with 10 Zs. <laughs> That's good. I like they that. said, don't say that to Jay. It'll hurt his feelings. He does like, like 70 jokes in the monologue, right? This, I it's know. Crazy, like... But I felt bad because they're like, that really hurt his feelings. They're like, you can make fun of his hair. You can make fun of Jimmy Fallon. He loves it when you, you know, he's he seems pretty over it. Did you see that there's this um, comedian, Ka- Carmen Esposito? Did you see her on... On, um, no, I know who she is. Who's though. the Irish guy? Uh, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. So Jay Leno was on Ferguson as a guest, and she was doing her set, and she said something about she's a lesbian, yeah. and like she was like four minutes into her set, and she was like, you know, and we'll, we're going to wear denim to the wedding, you know, like Jay, like like you, Jay, you know, and then Jay started like talking back to her. Really? He's like, well, I'm not wearing denim. Like he just kind of started heckling her a little bit, and then F- Ferguson started heckling her, and she was like. Oh, this isn't really the way I thought it would go, but and then she kind of went with it, and then the three of them just kind of like you could tell she abandoned her act and just started. Wow, on a TV set. That's pretty cool, though. That's great. And those guys. Oh, but what I loved about it is Jay Leno is just like, what do I care? I got nothing to lose. Like he really seems like he's kind of just like, it. it he was very spontaneous, very funny. 
You'd think he would. He probably just got into comic mode because she talked to him, and he just like he's not probably. gonna be like, oh, I'm not gonna smile and laugh when he was like he just reacted. But, but yeah, see, that's a little I, weird. I wouldn't have been able to. Pro- I would probably try to finish my my closer. Wouldn't you have? I'm- well, I mean, some of these shows, I don't know how that one, but some of them, they would. You're just afraid like they're gonna ban you from the show because you didn't do what they screamed. Oh or whatever, right, you know what I mean? right. But yeah, she ended up like stopping her 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 act, you know, because she's over on the side and then sitting down with them. And then but she talk- came off looking good, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just thought that was pretty brave. Yeah, but I guess she did also address someone who was sitting there. So I mean, there. That's true. You got you should watch it. Yeah, that's her cool, on though. Ferguson. Yeah, I was kind of impressed. What I really liked is the energy of of Leno and Ferguson because they just seemed like two old blokes, you know, just like shooting the shit and kind of like heckling from the side. <laughs> <laughs> this like poor young comic. It wasn't. It wasn't mean what they did to her. Right, I mean, she came just, off looking good. It was playful. Yes, but I mean, I just, I hope that if I'm in that situation, I'd be able to roll with it like that. Yeah, I saw you on there with Matthew McConaughey. You were really funny with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Once I was on there with Bradley Cooper, and I looked over at him, and he was just staring at me like he did not understand what was happening. Really? Yeah. That's why it's like. I thought Matthew McConaughey rolled with it pretty well. Like he was. Yeah, he, he was didn't cool. like steam. He didn't like just start talking about. But he's people. kind of fun. Is he? And he's such a good actor. Is he? I mean, not that Bradley Cooper's not. You don't think he's a good actor? Matthew I haven't seen a lot of Matthew McConaughey. I wasn't saying that in a. Did you see um, Eastbound and Down? He was in that. Did you see? No, I've never seen Eastbound and Down. That's the best TV show, I would say, ever, in in our generation that's on right now. Really? Yeah, it's so good. You, you should Breaking watch it. Bad? No. Uh-huh. I don't. That's quite a good show. Okay, I hear you, but it's like a, I'm, I'm talking about comedy. Comedy, okay. Comedy. You got really you lost it when I said break. Because it. I feel like I'm missing out, and I'm, you're a little you're angry. I'm angry. I'm a little pissed. I didn't. I tried to start watching like the second episode two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched, and I just, I watched 85 episodes <laughs> the next week. I just feel like a loser. Everybody's talking about it, but I don't like. I'm not good at dramas. It's kind of you. It's kind of uh, amazing. Yeah, it's not. Okay, is it worth to like get into it now? Still, yeah, but I mean, you're going to plugging away. But eventually, you're probably going to hear about how it ends, and that might screw it up for you. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's like one. It's like one story. So, if I had to start, what this is how I get so I get so overwhelmed. Like, someone's like, no, you should so watch I. Big Brother. I'm like, okay. So I started watching Big Brother. I'm like, what season should I start with? They're like, season 10. So now I'm on, like, episode six of season 10 of a reality right, show. you don't want it to be, like, an that, assignment. That, like, star- it's, it's captivating. But, you know, it's a reality show from four years ago. I just looked. There's 27 episodes left. So it's, like, just to finish this season so I can catch up with and watch the new seasons. Yeah. How, how does one fit it all in? I know. I agree with you. What do we do? I've, I've done it with very few TV shows, but I did it with Breaking Bad. Wouldn't it be great if something happened where we could just have like three months off? You couldn't work. You could take three months off. And just not work? I mean, I think you you literally could. Like you could survive. Of course. But, you know, you don't want to like Right. You're worried disappear. about going on a silent retreat. You ever thought of doing that? Yeah, man. I'm into that kind of thing. But that you've heard about those. Those are like you don't even, you can't even write, you can't read. I would love that. Really? Yeah, because you probably start like having crazy dreams. I think I would. Oh God, I think I'd go bananas. What? What? Are, like, how, for how many days? Uh 
I don't know how long they are. I think they might be a week or 10 days. But like, I think you just have like this moment where you can go talk to your advisor or counselor or spiritual, whatever they call it, Swami. I'm into it. There's this place up in Big Sur that's like run by a bunch of um, friars or something. And they make like this weird bread. And they're all kind of like retired guys and maybe some young guys. But they just wanted to join this um, fraternity of brotherhood of friars. And you can go up there and you can stay in one of their caves. And I think it's like $90 a night. But And then you just have to chip in with the work. And it's silent. And there's no electronics. And you just kind of live up in these on this cliff for as many days as you want. And you have to, like, help them with chores. And still pay $90 a day. <laughs> it seems like... <laughs> like yeah, you, can get a Mar- you can get a Marriott for $90 a day. Franciscan and then not do any Friars, work. that's what they are. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they need money. But, yeah, I would like to go on some kind of retreat. I can zone out for, like, long periods of time. I like just thinking. You're sort of more of a loner than I would think you would be. I am. Am I wrong? Well, I... I would definitely a lot of times rather stay home. Like I used to be like so social. Like I would always be dying to go out. Like my whole childhood. Yeah. I just wanted to grow up and Maybe go you have out. a nicer house though. I do have a nice house. You have a good couch? Uh, I just have, yeah, like a lot of nice sitting areas. More than one sitting area? Yeah, man, this is LA. I have more than one sitting area, Todd. <laughs> you only have one sitting area. My bed. You can sit on my bed. That's two sitting areas. But New York inspires you, so it's good. Yeah, it does. New York inspires me, too. I would live out here if if I... I'd I'd be curious to live out here because I have a lot of friends out here. I do. The weather's amazing. I just think the driving and the parking would make me cry every day. Well, my friend was telling me yesterday that they just don't take meetings during rush hour. I was like, oh, that would make things so much better. So, like, you're not taking meetings from, like, 4 to 6. Well, that's why I'm able to enjoy New York City because I don't, you know, if I had to get on the subway at 8.30 in the morning every day, but, I'd probably but, fucking hate it. How do you go to a 2 o'clock appointment? I take the subway. How how much, how often do you take cabs? Cabs almost, a few, maybe a few times a month, but very last resort. Because I feel like, oh, if I can walk. Right. Then here's my exercise. Right. To go with my six hours I did at the gym today. I just think New York is glamorized in a way that's not exactly real. And I think it's great if you're like a a rich kid who you've got your parents' credit card. I can see why someone wouldn't like it. There's a million reasons not to like it. Believe me, I loved it when I was there. I think it's a great place to be 20 and poor. Or like a legend and rich. Oh, thank you. Oh, you weren't talking about... Is there anything you want to plug? Do you think people are getting anything out of this conversation? (laughs) What do you think? What is there to get out of any podcast? Do you think it's, you didn't know you're not happy with this? No, I am. I just hope that. Did you like enjoy being on Chris Hardwick's better than me? Well, you're the kind of person who is an interesting host because you're like not afraid of dead air. <laughs> I just mean like you're like, you know, very laid back. Whereas mm-hmm. like some hosts are like, they'll just drive it in and ask questions and like keep it going. Yeah, it's just for me, it'd be weird to. Well, I have to, I'm keeping it going. No, you're keeping it going. It's great. But, yeah. you know, it's just like us hanging out. Yeah, that's that's all it is. You, I, I used to prepare a little bit. Now I just said, fuck it. You watched my roast set. I did. I, I did prepare by watching your roast set because I planned to watch it. Then I remembered in all the course of my traveling that I forgot to. Did I was it? swamped. <laughs> the classic excuse. I was swamped. Oh, you should get it. You should write a book and come write it in L.A. 
Yeah. That'd be a good thing for you to do. Could I use one of your sitting areas? Do you? Yeah. You how can many, sit in my ship How many room. writing rooms do you have? You don't want to know. Really? Do you have Do you have an office? Uh-huh. I mean, you don't want to know just because it's like- No, it sounds I spend great. a lot of time decorating my house. See, I need help So I have with like that. rooms for like different moods. Like I have a nautical room <laughs> that has like wood paneling and like ship things everywhere. <laughs> and then I have like- That's where you should keep your hot tub. Call it the- <laughs> Be the oh, ocean. that would be good. Look, the ocean. <laughs> Don't pee in the ocean on Eric. We can't close with talking about Eric Andre peeing in your hot tub again. Well, I didn't know that's what you were talking about. Um, Tubbing uh, with Tosh. That's what I want to play. Oh, yeah. When when does that start? October 2nd. October 2nd on, on? On the internet. On YouTube. On YouTube. It's on Jash. On Jash. J- Sarah Silverman and yeah, Jash. Michael Sarah. And- How many have you recorded? I have filmed eight or ten, maybe. What's the season on Jash? Is it just like they spit them out once a week, or it's just you just keep getting to make more? And how long is the? Uh, how long do you inter- How long is? I interview them for about thirty-five minutes. Uh, some were directed by Ruben Fleischer, and then some were directed by Jordan Rubin. And um, I interviewed them each for about 30 to 40 minutes, and then we cut it down to about three and a half minutes. Really? <laughs> That's good, though. Well, because people were telling me, they're like, for YouTube, yeah, people, people have a philosophy, and I think it's kind of correct, which is one minute is an hour on YouTube. That's well, I've never heard it put like that, but that's a good way to put it. I think. I think so. So it's like, but it's really hard to cut something down to like under three minutes. Well, if you're getting a little groove You can't going, breathe. I mean, what would you I'm, cut of this conversation for three oh. minutes? Oh, you will see. <laughs> this, this will be four minutes tops when I'm done with it. When I hack this thing up line by line. I want to see your crowd work tour again. Last time I was come there- Come to San Francisco tomorrow. Chris Rock took a car service to come see you. I know he and did. And he snuck in the back seat. And I was like watching from the back of Largo and all of a sudden Chris Rock walked in. Yeah, that's that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, because I was like, oh, you guys must be best friends. Well, you know each other. But, but backstage, not, he was like, kind of like... I don't have his phone number. Anymore. He was actually a little confrontational. Not confrontational with you backstage, but he was like, what, you think you can just do this and I'm not going to come see you? I don't know. He's, you know, he's just... That's his way. He's not like... It was cool, but it was like, oh, he was just kind of like... Yeah, he's a little... little like, he's he kind of close to the best, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's nice, but he's... You know, he's a little ball buster in a way. Oh, okay, yeah. It seemed like he was doing that, but I didn't know why he was I mean, busting I don't know your ball. ball busting is, is the right word, but it's just kind of like... it's play. I think it's more playful than actual... Right. He wasn't actually. All right. He was ripping into me good, man. No, he wasn't ripping no, no, into no. you, but it was a good performance. Yeah. He was just being like cagey. He was just like, oh. I wonder why he wanted to see it. I don't I think he I mean, was in town. And you're he, brilliant, but maybe he, maybe he's jealous of the idea. Maybe he's also wishes he thought of it. I don't feel like Chris Rock would do a crowd work tour. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. He, especially like people would just be like, yeah. oh my God, I love you. Yeah. You can't just be like, where are you from? I certainly don't get that. Tosh, Tubbin' with Tosh on Jash. That's a lot of... That's tubbin' lot, with Tash on Jash. That's a lot of shasha. That's how my Aunt Kathy would say it. Tubbin' with Tash and Jash. October 2nd. Josh.jash.com or to YouTube. Just search your name. Yeah, you'll find it. It's on Thanks, the internet. Natasha. Thanks for I, having me. I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks, Air Miles. <laughs> Thanks, female Air Miles. I'm into it. I like Air Miles. I know. Well, let's do part two right now. All right, thanks. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show. I think I say that every week. I don't know what else to say for this outro thing. If you live in New York or if you want to come to New York, I'm doing a live 
version of this podcast at the Bell House, which is one of my favorite venues, with Natasha Leone from Orange is the New Black, Nick Turner, comedian, Andy Borowitz from The New Yorker, and who else is on that? Hannibal Burris. You know who he is. That's October 29th. Tickets are moving pretty fast. Go to my website, toddberry.com, for uh, tickets to that show. Also, I have some dates coming up in Halifax, Chicago, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, New Orleans, Pensacola, and Cleveland. Check it out, will ya? Will you check it out? All right, I'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.